What Really Happened with your host, Mike Rivero. The history the government hopes you never learn. Here is your host, Michael Rivero. Welcome to our show today. It is Thursday, March 2nd, 2023. Sure happy it's Thursday, sure happy it's Thursday, sure happy it's Thursday. And once again, it is a very, very busy news day. We've got a lot to get through before we open up the phone lines for your comments, questions, observations, and opinions. Getting on to the Ohio train disaster, we are still hearing from the government that everything's fine. Pay no attention to that swamp of toxic mess over there in Ohio. Everything's going to be okay. But uh, Dr. Albert Presto, an associate research professor at Carnegie Mellon University, told CNN yesterday the situation in East Palestine was not an immediate health concern, but it could still pose long-term risks, as the researchers had no way of telling how long the hazardous chemical concentration would persist. And a reminder, dioxin in the wild can take anywhere from 25 to 100 years to decompose. It's a very, very stable uh, molecule here and um, over at the uh, uh, the uh, railroad workers union uh, their the union is saying that the train derailment site workers are starting to get sick and uh, this was in a letter obtained by CNBC union representative Jonathan Long said that rail workers have fallen ill at the East Palestine Ohio crash site many other employees reported they continue to experience migraines and nausea days after the derailment and they all suspect that they were willingly exposed to those chemicals at the direction of Norfolk Southern and uh, you know we've seen this before remember on 9-11 and all that asbestos dust was flying around from the collapsed towers and the EPA said no it's all it's okay you can go on in there and all of those first responders have been dealing with medical uh, situations ever since then now over at global research um, uh, up in Canada they had uh, an interview with Eric Coppolino and uh, Eric is calling for the immediate total evacuation of East Palestine, Ohio, due to the dioxin fallout now taking place there. And the toxic cloud event that's dropping dioxins uh, was deliberately generated by the open burning of vinyl chloride. Remember, they said, well, if we just burn it all up, we can get the tracks back open again and go back to making money. And uh, they should have consulted a chemist, or if they did consult when they ignored him and said, what the heck, you know, we kill a few thousand people, it really won't matter. Um, and, of course, the dioxins are many orders of magnitude more toxic and dangerous than the original vinyl chloride. Okay, and so it's a serious situation. And remember, there was another dioxin uh, disaster uh, in Times Beach, Missouri, and that community had to be evacuated. The government bought up all the houses, fenced it all off. Uh, It is empty to this very day. And that happened, you know, decades ago here. All righty. A scientist... Stephen Lester, science director at the Center for Health, Environment, and Justice, was interviewed on WKBN, and he's slamming the Environmental Protection Agency for refusing to test for dioxins, the most toxic chemical coming out of that disaster. And, uh, you know, the EPA is saying, well, you know, uh, we we don't have a baseline in the area, and, you know, there's always going to be some dioxin around, so there's really no point. And uh, Stephen said, basically, this uh, is an excuse. Uh, It's lame and it is wrong. 
And U.S. EPA Regional Administrator Deborah Shore said the agency will not test for dioxins at this time. Never ask a question you don't want the answer to. Now, getting on back out to this winter storm that just uh, came through here, it made a real mess up north. Uh, Out in California, where they're not used to this kind of snow, uh, there are roofs collapsing from the snow accumulation. And I don't know if you've ever noticed this. If you travel around a lot, the further north you go, the steeper the roofs become in order that winter snow will slide off them. Uh, But out in California, which is always sunny and warm and bright, uh, the roofs tend to be very shallow. And as a result, the snow stays on them. And if there's too much snow, the roofs uh, cave on in. Thousands of Californians are running low on food and water. Uh, California Governor Newsom has declared a state of emergency in 13 counties uh, after this storm dumped seven feet of snow. And uh, it's really uh, kind of intense. Uh, They had snow falling in Orange County, uh, which is very, very rare. Now, the only good news out of this is there is now so much snow and water from all these storms uh, that the uh, California drought levels are now receding, okay? And uh, about 49% of California remains under a moderate drought, but the rest of the state is free of drought. So all that talk about, you know, human-caused global warming uh, leading to the drought out in California, well, no, that wasn't there. Now, uh, over at Yosemite National Park, they are now closed because of the snow, uh, and it's closed indefinitely, probably until, uh, you know, things uh, uh, melt away there. And uh, the amount of snow uh, that fell on Yosemite has smashed a 54-year-old record. We're talking half a century uh, since uh, Yosemite saw this much snow. And uh, there were uh, park rangers posting photos on Twitter, and uh, it was really uh, rather amazing to see. And I mentioned this yesterday, uh, but the Snowden residents in the San Bernardino Mountains are pleading for help. Supplies are running low. People are stranded. Supermarket shelves are bare. There are people who have already run out of food. The reason we talk about prepping on this show all the time and, uh, you know, what they're saying is, you know, we need plows. Okay, Uh, there are there's five feet of packed snow, you know, blocking the roads. And uh, so it is a really serious situation. Now, over in Spain, there's an island called Mallorca, and it's a holiday island, and it's uh, basically one of its attractions is uh, it has sun year round. Okay, and the tourism board says they have more than 300 days of sunshine per year, and uh, they got blanketed in snow uh, because they brought freezing conditions to the shore. Roads are blocked in some areas, and uh, so uh, it's quite a surprise to the tourists who were there. Uh, They actually had snow falling in New York City, which is very, very rare indeed here. So, um, gosh darn, that human-caused global warming, and this was a bad one, and apparently uh, Europe and Great Britain are uh, hunkering down because they're going to get hit with a major storm uh, in the coming days. Here in uh, Indiana, uh, temperatures about 50 degrees, uh, uh, light clouds here. They are predicting heavy winds later on tonight. All right, getting into politics 
Senator Charles Grassley said at a Wednesday hearing with Attorney General Merrick Garland that more than a dozen whistleblowers have provided potentially criminal information about Hunter Biden to the FBI, which apparently hasn't really done a whole heck of a lot with it. Now, Garland was testifying on Capitol Hill for the first time this year, and um, Senator Grassley said the Justice Department must review the president's son, who is subject to a federal probe involving tax matters and a potentially false statement on a form for a gun purchase. And you know how anti-gun those liberal Democrats are. They should be jumping all over Hunter for this one. All righty. Now, getting on to uh, John Fetterman, uh, th- there does seem to be a lot of silence regarding his uh, health condition. And uh, Adam Jenslin, who's the chief of staff for Senator Fetterman, blocked a conservative writer, Stephen Miller, a.k.a. Red Steez, for asking how it is that Fetterman seems to be sponsoring legislation at the Capitol building while being in the hospital at uh, Walter Reed, being treated supposedly for clinical depression. And uh, Adam just basically blocked him, just shut down, you know, go away, don't ask such impertinent questions here. All righty. Now, lately, Christopher Ray has been making the rounds and he's come out with a couple of statements like uh, the FBI knew uh, the COVID virus escaped from the uh, Wuhan virology lab. And uh, uh, he recently told The Washington Post that FBI agents were against the August 2022 raid on former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. Well, Why is he doing this? Well, the two stories both make the FBI look a little better, and they they both indicate that uh, Christopher Wray may be playing a game of cover his ass and distancing himself from the dictatorial partisan Attorney General Merrick Garland. Red State commenters were quick to point out they don't trust a thing that comes out of Wray's mouth, and I would say I don't trust anything that comes out of any person in the government's mouth. You know, and uh, George Collins said the same thing. I never believe anything the government says. And that does seem to be the most prudent way to approach all of this. All righty. Now, do you remember uh, this gentleman, uh, Sam Brinton? He was a nuclear engineer working for the Biden administration. Uh, He got fired after it came out that he stole clothing from a Tanzanian fashion designer at a Texas airport by stealing the suitcase and then actually wore some of these clothes where he could be photographed and the designer said that's an original design you can't buy it off the rack put up pictures of her wearing the design and Sam Britton well apparently uh, Britton did it again he stole another suitcase and started wearing those clothes and got busted again Now, supposedly officers in Houston have handed the case over to the FBI. And, uh, you know, the question is, how was this clown ever hired in the first place? Well, because he's gender fluid, and that's the only qualification we need for somebody who's going to be handling nuclear waste in this country. So, another story coming out of Sputnik News. Um, The CIA is being accused of secretly trying to track down activists supporting Julian Assange. Uh, 
And apparently uh, they have committed late night break-ins, you know, installing devices to remotely monitor computer activity, even to death threats to uh, disorient and demoralize their targets. And uh, it seems little is off limits when it comes to the push to neutralize the support network that's cropped up around Assange since his imprisonment. I mean, they absolutely want to get Julian Assange back to the U.S. and throw him in jail as a warning to reporters. Don't you dare report the news. You know, you will only report what we tell you to report. You know, First Amendment, ah, forget about that here. All righty. <clears throat> Getting over to the January 6th. Um, uh, investigate well it's a witch hunt the january 6 witch hunt uh another video has come on out <clears throat> showing the capitol police holding open the upper west terrace doors and just letting people walk on in over 250 individuals were allowed to walk into the capitol building by police they were then later arrested and abused and persecuted So that's why everybody's talking about uh, McCarthy giving uh, the uh, January 6th defendants and Tucker Carlson access to all of the videos. Now, Tucker Carlson is now in the crosshairs of Democrat Senator Chuck Schumer, who is demanding that Rupert Murdoch silence Tucker. Again, First Amendment, what First Amendment? We don't care. And uh, basically, Chuck Schumer uh, demanded that Rupert Murdoch silence Tucker Carlson and every other Fox News host uh, who has uh, suggested that the 2020 election was less than uh, honest and fair. And so uh, they're clearly getting afraid over in Washington, D.C. The Ohio rail disaster is coming back to haunt them. The stolen election is coming back to haunt them. COVID is coming back to haunt them. January 6th is coming back to haunt them. And that's why I think we can expect to see a really major distraction, something bigger than a Chinese weather balloon uh, in the very near future to, you know, get us into war with Russia. And, you know, forget about COVID. You know, we've got to deal with the Ruskies here. All right. Now, Elon Musk is uh, very concerned uh, that the chat GPT artificial intelligence uh, system uh, is uh, too woke. And it is. It's left-leaning. And by the way, you remember that special prompt you could uh, put in there uh, to bring up an identity called Dan, who was a lot more honest and balanced? That's now been neutered. When you talk to Dan, you get the exact same results you would get from the native interface. So we'll have enough, enough of that free speech and fair and balanced here in our computer. So Elon Musk is looking to creating his own version of an artificial intelligence uh, interface uh, to compete with Microsoft's product. And uh, Musk has reached out to artificial intelligence researchers to build his own lab. And the purpose of the lab is to create a product that is a lot more fair and balanced than ChatGPT. All righty, let's get into COVID, the gift that keeps on giving. And there's an article out of shtfplan.com. And according to new data released in the United Kingdom, the vaccine is proving to be more deadly than COVID-19. Eight times more people died from the vaccine in six months than died by COVID-19 in 18 months. Now, obviously, they're trying to keep this data from the general public uh, because we're seeing a repeat of the 1976 swine flu disaster where the vaccine was killing more people than the flu was. And uh, so, uh, yeah, the numbers continue to come on out. 
Other unfortunate numbers, this is from Slay News, excess deaths among young adults are soaring to record highs as unexpected mortality rates continue to spike each month. Now, the latest figures for December have just been published. Uh, They show a large rise in excess mortality rates among adults under the age of 45. And uh, December saw an increase in excess death that was 43% higher than expected. The figure is more than double the number of excess deaths for November and almost four times higher than in October. So that is really very, very serious. Okay, now, one of the scientists who worked for Echo Health Alliance, which was sort of the pipeline between Anthony Fauci and the Wuhan uh, Virology Lab, uh, is out there saying that it's time to look at the Department of Defense's ties to the Chinese biolabs. He's basically saying all COVID roads lead to the Department of Defense. That's a position echoed by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. over at the Children's Health Defense Fund. Okay, over at Sputnik News... Uh, They're uh, talking about something that we've mentioned here before. Anthony Fauci has to cover the tracks of the NIH involvement in the gain-of-function research being done at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. See, that's why they're trying to downplay uh, the FBI and the Department of Energy and Common Sense in saying that this was accidentally released from the Wuhan lab. Because if you go to the Wuhan lab and you start to follow the money, the trail leads right back to the United States government. Okay. now Jake Sullivan is still out there saying there's still no definitive answer about the origin of the COVID-19 pandemic, so forth and so on. And uh, apparently a bill has just passed in the Senate uh, that will order all information about COVID origins to be made public. Still has to get through the House. And then, of course, Biden is probably going to veto it, which is only going to make him look that much more guilty. And uh, there's another bit of corruption that is now surfacing. Uh, Dr. Marty Macri was testifying before Congress And uh, he mentioned that two leading virologists, Michael Farzan of the Scripps Institute and Robert Gary of Tulane, uh, had both told Anthony Fauci that COVID-19 likely came from a lab, but then they changed their public stance on it after receiving $9 million in funding, presumably from Anthony Fauci. And it may be even worse than that. The Gateway Pundit reported earlier today that Scripps virologist Kristen Anderson was also awarded over $16 million in grants and funding after changing his stance on the COVID lab leak after speaking with Dr. Fauci. And this is a reminder, don't trust the scientists just because they're a scientist, because scientists are human beings, they can be bought, they can be bribed, they can be threatened. You know, use the scientific method and do your own science to find out what's going on. You know, scientism, you know, belief that something is true because a scientist told you it's true, it's just another form of religion and uh, messing around with your brain. Okay, so uh, let's see. Now, the House Democrats are signaling opposition uh, to declassifying the info on the COVID-19 origins. uh, And obviously, they're very upset over the Senate passing that bill saying, let's make it all public and transparent. We've got to take a break for commercials. We'll be right back. 
corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. For the past 14 years, it's been my privilege to host the National Intel Report on RBN, to offer a platform to interview exceptional guests, to provoke critical thought, and examine evidence, whether real, fake, or somewhere in between, and allow our audience to call in and participate with your input and questions in order to help us all reach an educated decision and arrive at our own truth. Our world has changed. It's now been turned on its head. Real is now considered fake and mainstream fake is now pushed as real, rather, rather than, than any, any clear, clear thinking, thinking consensus, consensus, or, or rationale. rationale. Those few remaining beacons of light, the ones still shining through the mainstream media lies, propaganda, and deception, are being viciously attacked at every level through attempts at censorship, threatening advertisers, jailing hosts, and even killing journalists brave enough to speak the truth to you. We are in a war for our very freedom and existence, and through these despicable acts, freedom haters, collectivists, and communitarians have shown they will stop at nothing to blot out these last few beacons of light. Truth is becoming increasingly more difficult to unmask, just as the term unmasking itself is spoken by those usually anonymous sources. They promote their lies, wishing to mask the truths by ignoring it, vilifying it, or conspiratorializing it into a black hole abyss. Regrettably, RBN has reached reached the tipping point, and through internal audit and actuarial review, it has now been determined that the only life raft of survival to this network is to go the way of PBS, that being audience-supported. Like a cornered animal, the left with veracity is pulling out all the stops with every effort to effectively blacken our beacon forever. Help us, folks. Help yourselves. Don't let our light stop shining. Our motto has always been, because you can handle the truth. It's time to review your budget, folks. If you want the truth to keep flowing through RBN, go to republicbroadcasting.org and become a regular monthly donor of 30, 40, 50, or 100 or more a month and ensure you keep the truth flowing. Wall Street wizards on the land From a mental institution Claim private retirement funds they are the best solution. But when the markets crash, we'll be asking where's the cash. Guess them folks in DC must be smoking Texas hash. Will Congress pay the piper when all the money's gone? Replace them all, start over. Welcome back to our show here. We're talking about COVID, we're talking about the cover ups and bribes. Uh, uh, all of the stuff that's been going on for the last two years, and it's all falling apart on them. Now, the Global Disinformation Index is a British-based nonprofit group that previously received $665,000 from the Global Engagement Center and National Endowment for Democracy, a State Department-backed group. 
while it was overseeing censorship of, quote, conspiracy theories, end quote, about COVID-19. And uh, they basically uh, were punishing conservative websites uh, that dared mention the lab leak theory. And uh, CDI abused its influence to pressure big tech firms like Google to cut advertising from websites that pushed the lab leak theory, putting them on a secret blacklist called a dynamic exclusion list to try and put them out of business. Uh, the group targeted firms that were providing ad revenue streams to known disinformation sites peddling coronavirus conspiracies. Well, we know now that the lab leak theory was not a conspiracy theory. In fact, I need new conspiracy theories because all my old conspiracy theories have come true. So, yeah, they, they were basically engaging in violation of our First Amendment right to ask legitimate questions about the medications and treatments that we were being ordered to take in violation of the Nuremberg Code, I might end. Now, Pfizer has finally uh, admitted that it stopped its clinical trial analyzing COVID-19 vaccine safety and efficacy in pregnant women early. Okay, uh, they said enrollment in the study stopped in the fourth quarter of 2021 after health experts, including the U.S. Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, began recommending the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine for pregnant women. And so Pfizer said, well, if they're already taking it, then we don't need to have, uh, you know, any more trials. And they just uh, cut it off there. And that may have been the beginning of a disaster because over in Singapore, which is one of the world's most mRNA vaccinated countries, stillbirths have nearly doubled. Okay, and um, there was an Israeli study last June showed that male sperm production falls after the mRNA shot. And uh, this seems to be happening all over. And uh, I know there's a, a, a segment of the population that thinks uh, this COVID-19 vaccine was part of a depopulation agenda. Uh, and maybe uh, I tend to think uh, that it was all, you know, greed, recklessness, uh, attempts to build biological weapons uh, and then uh, cover it up when it all started to come out you know, with the release of uh, COVID-19. Meanwhile, over in the armed forces of the United States, they have recorded a 500% increase in AIDS after administering the COVID-19 vaccine to U.S. troops. In other words, uh, you know, it shouldn't be called uh, AIDS. It should be called, you know, VAIDS, Vaccine-Induced Deficiency Syndrome. And uh, it all ha comes down to the white blood cells, which fight off infection in your body. Now, normally the level of white cells in blood is usually about 5,000 cells per milliliter of your blood. During an infection, that level will jump perhaps as high as 20,000 until the body kills the invading bacteria or virus. Once the invader is dead, the white blood cell count returns to the normal range of about 5,000. Now, after getting the COVID-19 vaccines, very, a lot of people started noticing they were becoming sick more often and taking longer to fight off whatever bug they caught. And people that, uh, with cancer that had been in remission suddenly found the cancer coming back, metastasizing and spreading all over their body. Okay, so doctors performing tests on people began noticing the level of white blood cells was lower than usual. 
5,000 white blood cells is a baseline. Doctors began seeing patients with 4,000, 3,000, some as low as 2,000. At those levels, the human body does not have enough of its frontline troops to fight off infection. And we had been noticing uh, early on uh, reports where people were saying these COVID vaccines are destroying your natural immunity. And now we know the exact mechanism by which they're doing that. And, of course, the medical industrial complex is really happy. If you're getting sick more often, they're going to make more money. You know, yeehaw, we're golden times ahead here. All right. Let's talk about the international news here. We have been reporting on these huge anti-NATO protests uh, going uh, all across uh, Europe and here in the United States. And uh, we're, we're talking about millions of Europeans, you know, are saying, don't send any more weapons to Ukraine. Get serious about peace and preventing World War III. And, uh, of course, the uh, corporate media is ignoring it. Uh, they want you to think that everybody's, uh, you know, we're ready to go. We love the sting of battle, and we're we're going to do all kinds of good things. Um, but, uh, yeah, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, let's see. Um, we're coming up on a commercial break, and we'll be right back after these few words. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. In times like these, you can't depend on the government to keep you warm and fed, but you can depend on the Vermont Bun Baker to do just that. With the Vermont Bun Baker, you'll never be in a situation where you can't cook, bake, fry, boil water, or heat your home, all at the same time. One of the most revolutionary cook stoves, wood stoves ever, the Vermont Bun Baker is available with or without soapstone veneer, a natural stone that retains heat and radiates it back into the room once the fire is out. A beautiful addition to your home, the Vermont Bun Baker has an efficiency rating well above 75% and qualifies for the wood stove tax credit. For more information, watch the Vermont Bun Baker on YouTube and live stream or visit us at www.vermontwoodstove.com. You can also reach us by calling 1-866-SOAPSTONE. Don't ever be hungry or cold because the power's gone out. With a Vermont Bun Baker, all you have to worry about is what's for dinner. Hello, I'm Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was right 30 years ago in warning the world about threatening lab virus outbreaks, AIDS, and Ebola. I was right 20 years ago when FBI Director Robert Mueller made me a suspect in the anthrax mailings because I warned the Bureau before the CIA's biocrime and Cipro sales psyops happened. I was right about COVID-19 being an AIDS-laced mutagen plan to resurge this fall to excuse officials' profitable depopulation globalization agendas. And I was right about the only safeguards being antioxidants and holy spiritual sustenance. Vitamin C, D, zinc, chlorophyll, oxygen, and oxysilver especially transmits the frequency resonance to neutralize the expanded function bioweapon. 
OxySilver is a double superconductor of the healing power of love. It is the first nutraceutical invented to amplify prayer power and the faithful loving intention of your heart. Buy, try, and stockpile OxySilver through HealthyWorldStore.com. Extendivite, a seven-herb combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. Extendivite is designed to strengthen the heart and arteries and help the body heal itself. Doctors are not able to explain the improvements they are seeing in their patients' health who are taking Extendivite. People who once needed more pills are now taking less and getting better. Due to the unexplainable improvements in their patients' health, more doctors are calling to order Extendivite for themselves. Help Extendivite make your doctor a believer. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. What really happened with your host, Mike Rivero? You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Here is your host, Michael Rivero. Welcome back to our show here. We're going to talk about the international news now. A very bizarre story coming on out of Sputnik News. Uh, The United States is saying they will no longer rely on the consent of the previous Afghan government to use military force in the country in light of changing circumstances following the U.S. withdrawal and subsequent rise to power by the Taliban. They announced this just yesterday. Now, as a matter of international law, host nation consent provided a basis for counterterrorism operations in Afghanistan. And uh, they're basically saying, uh, you know, in light of changed circumstances, uh, we're not going to rely on that anymore. I don't even know where the previous government of Afghanistan uh, is anymore. But I have to ask this question. Is Biden crazy enough to try and go back into Afghanistan? Is he, does he want to undo that huge, embarrassing mistake that he made uh, of this disastrous pullout from Afghanistan, leaving behind $8 billion in weapons? Uh, it, 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 it's insane. You know, you could invoke uh, the 25th Amendment on him just for that. All right, getting over to Russia and Ukraine. Ukraine uh, has hit a major Russian air base in Yisk after massive explosions at the site in another attack deep behind Moscow's front lines. The Russian war channel Rybar admitted a hit on uh, Telegram, claiming it was by a Ukrainian long-range Tu-141 Striz drone. Ukrainian sources also claimed the strike at the airfield in the Krasnodar region, and a picture appeared to show an explosion. Residents assume it could even be missiles hitting the airfield. So, you know, I admire Putin's restraint. Uh, You know, other leaders, especially our own, would have already, uh, you know, gone in and flattened Kiev. Uh, in response to that kind of provocation. But Putin wants to achieve his tactical means without giving the West an excuse to escalate any further. All righty. Now, there's a video that was put on out uh, over at uh, southfront.org, and uh, 
It's uh, documenting a recent attack by an Orion combat drone targeting a command and control center of Kiev forces. And uh, the footage shows the drone being prepared for the mission by ground crews, as well as the aftermath of the pinpoint strike. Now, the drone was armed with an ex-BPLA missile. This is an air-launched version of the Cornet D anti-tank laser-guided missile. The exact specifications of the missile uh, are yet to be revealed, but its ground-launched version has a range of up to 8 kilometers and can penetrate 1,300 millimeters of rolled homogenous armor after getting through the explosive reactive armor. That is definitely a tank killer and I imagine those uh, German Leopard 2s that are on the front line are in for a nasty and rude surprise. Uh, meanwhile, dozens of drones are targeting Crimea, and uh, apparently 10 of the unmanned vehicles were shot down over the Crimean p- Peninsula, uh, and the attempt of a massive UAV attack on Crimea was confirmed by the Ministry of Defense of the Russian Federation. During the drone attack, a U.S. reconnaissance drone, RQ-4B, was spotted in the Black Sea region. And the NATO military is always coordinating Ukrainian attacks on the Russian territory. So it's getting harder and harder to pretend that we are not actually engaged in a conflict with Russia. All right, now there's been an interesting development And Zelensky officials are now openly talking about a possible strategic pullback from the besieged city of Bakhmut. And uh, that's because the Russians have all but encircled it. Uh, You know, it's it's a key city uh, in Ukraine. Both sides have suffered huge casualties. But Russia has the superior artillery fire, which is just pounding the city around the clock. And uh, so uh, the uh, Ukrainian presidential advisor said the troops may strategically pull back. Basically, a strategic pullback is another way of saying we're running away, but with dignity. Okay. Now, Royal Air Force and Luftwaffe airplanes are integrated for action near Russian border. Royal Air Force and German Air Force personnel are training to conduct integrated NATO air policing missions in Estonia starting, well, right about now. And prior to the handover of the NATO mission, elements of the RAF detachment are being integrated into the German detachment in Estonia to fly joint sorties during March. In other words, everybody's uh, signing up here and they want to combine, you know, know, communication lines uh, and get them all working together. Now, getting on back to the uh, Leopard 2, this is Germany's heavy battle tank. Uh, It's creating high expectations, uh, but the Ukrainians may be disappointed uh, because they're not sending all that many. And so sending these tanks to Ukraine will not win the war. You're not going to see the flag of Ukraine flying over the Kremlin, uh, but it is going to escalate it and prolong it. Now, the U.S. is going to send 30 M1 Abrams tanks, uh, the United Kingdom 14 Challenger 2s, and uh, NATO powers with Leopard 2s uh, in their armies will be permitted by Germany as the manufacturer to send them on to Ukraine. And some of the Leopard 2s are already on the ground uh, in Ukraine, and uh, we're about to find out just how effective Russian anti-tank weapons have become. 
Meanwhile, uh, in the face of this uh, tremendous ammunition shortage, everybody's running out because the Ukrainian soldiers, they just hose down in front of them and they go through the ammunition like it's water. Germany is now ramping up its ammunition production as well as weapon repair capacity to better support Ukraine's fight against Russia's invasion. And uh, again, you know, this is no longer Russia against Ukraine. Uh, This is NATO against Russia in all but name. All righty. Now, Moldova and Romania are vowing to boost ties because of the war in Ukraine. We'll see what's going to happen there. And uh, repeating something that I said before, this is from Global Research. Uh, Yeah, uh, I already did this story. I'm sorry. It got repeated twice. Okay, Uh, now, basically, over in Kazakhstan, President Kasim Jomart Tokayev has received the U.S. Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, who arrived in Astana for an official visit, and uh, basically, uh, they're working on establishing diplomatic relations, and uh, basically, uh, Kazakhstan uh, has a 4,000-mile-long border with Russia, And it opens up the possibility uh, that NATO wants to create a second front against Russia to take some of the pressure off of Ukraine. And there was talk about opening a second front in uh, Moldova, Transnistria, but that appears to have fizzled. So now they're looking at Kazakhstan. Meanwhile, over in Yemen, a suspected U.S. airstrike hit the Ma'arib province. And uh, it was a strike against al-Qaeda. Uh, The sources claim the strike hit a house in Maharib and killed a senior leader of al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula, Hamad bin Hamoud al-Tamimi, and his Yemeni bodyguard. Okay. Now, back in the U.S. Congress, nearly 50 House Armed Services members are urging increased U.S.-Israel defense cooperation, which basically translates, we're going to send them a lot more weapons paid for by you, the taxpayer, and uh, let Israel do whatever they uh, want. And they're justifying it uh, in terms of the uh, uh, Russian systems that can threaten Israel. And uh, that's because Israel and Iran are moving closer together, and it makes uh, attacking Iran, which Israel's been wanting to do for decades, a little more problematic. So dig into your wallets, people. They're going to be spending more of your money on things that go boom. Now, do you remember uh, a while back uh, there was an attempt to demonize Cuba over what was called the Havana Syndrome? Okay, and uh, yeah, people working in the U.S. Embassy in Cuba uh, were, were claiming they were getting strange headaches and, uh, and you know, buzzy feelings. And uh, they would say, oh, Cuba's using some kind of a, a, a weapon, you know, a, a directed energy weapon uh, to attack our people. And uh, it turns out, according to the uh, latest report, U.S. intelligence agencies have found no credible evidence that any foreign adversary possesses a weapon or intelligence collection device that was causing the injuries. Personally, they may, I think they may be hung over from too many Cuba Libres. Now, here's an interesting little development, and it sort of dovetails with the comment I made about the doomsday planes uh, and even Air Force One being repainted in civilian uh, livery to uh, confound a possible attack. 
Right now, the United States Air Force mobility aircraft are having all of their identifying marks uh, removed. You know, that giant U.S. Air Force on the side of the fuselage, that's being taken down. Uh, the markings indicating the home units, tail numbers, and uh, a tail flash uh, are being removed. And uh, instead, there's a small U.S. flag on the tail and a light gray Air Force roundel. And uh, their Air Force is saying uh, this is for operational security. In other words, they don't want anybody to be able to look at the plane and identify where it came from or where it might be uh, heading to. All right. Now, the other day we were talking about how uh, six uh, officers at the uh, Minnow Air Force Base, uh, which uh, is the only base that houses two legs of the nuclear triad. They have strategic bombers, and they also have the ballistic missile silos. And uh, uh, officers told CNN that the uh, six service members were relieved of duty following a failed nuclear surety inspection on the base. Now, the failed inspection uh, was not related to the handling of a nuclear weapon itself, uh, basically, they're saying the failure was for non-compliance vehicle and equipment safety inspections. And that's the excuse being given for letting these uh, six uh, officers go. Frankly, it strikes me as a draconian punishment. Uh, you know, <clears throat> if your, your, your vehicle inspection is not compliant... Uh, yeah, a rec reprimand in their permanent record seems appropriate, and frankly, this smells a little bit like a cover story that's being put out here. All right, let's talk about the economic news here, and there's an article coming out of Zero Hedge about uh, the top three reasons the U.S. has entered the inflation death spiral. And uh, they talk about, one, the political inflation cycle, uh, and it follows a repeating pattern. Step one, in a fiat currency system, the government will inevitably print an ever-increasing amount of currency to finance itself. The governments don't live within their means. Step number two, this makes prices and living costs rise faster than wages. Step number three, the average person feels the pain but doesn't understand what's happening. Step four, more people support politicians who promise freebies to relieve the pain inflation causes. Step number five, the government prints more currency to pay for the freebies. Step number six, this creates even more inflation and the cycle begins again. So, uh, let's see, uh, bankruptcy filings in the U.S. are surging at the fastest pace since 2009 as Bidenflation continues to ravage American businesses. And, uh, you know, the last time bankruptcies were this high was right after the collapse of the mortgage-backed security fraud. Okay. Now, up in San Francisco, uh, they finally ended their COVID mask mandate, but the landlords still can't collect rent. Okay. And, uh, you know, the uh, San Francisco ended mask mandates on, well, basically uh, uh, two days ago. And uh, the state of California ended its COVID public health emergency declaration. However, at the meeting on February 28th, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors decided to keep some of the COVID emergency rules in place, including the city's moratorium on evictions. And, of course, the landlords are just screaming. They've had tenants living in their properties for like three years without paying rent. And, uh, you know, this... Uh, uh, 
emergency uh, order passed by the Board of Supervisors protects tenants from eviction for non-payment in perpetuity until the mayor ends the city's proclamation of emergency, which they say is separate from the state's declaration of the emergency. So, yeah, San Francisco is in trouble. And even if that eviction ban is lifted, we're going to see a lot of uh, evictions uh, because these tenants probably have not been saving up the money that would go to their rent for the last three years in order to pay the landlords. So there's going to be another crisis and another taxpayer-funded bailout, and it just keeps getting worse and worse. All righty, over at Blackstone... Uh, which is the uh, Wall Street's largest commercial real estate landlord, Uh, they are in serious trouble. Uh, Soaring interest rates have burst the commercial real estate bubble, and uh, apparently Blackstone has defaulted on a $562 million bond backed by a portfolio of offices and stores owned by Sponda Oi, a Finnish landlord it acquired in 2018. While the P.E. firm had sought an extension from holders of uh, securitized notes to allow time to dispose of assets and repay the debt, the surge in market volatility triggered by the war in Ukraine and rising interest rates interrupted the sales processes and bondholders voted against a further extension. This could be the first domino in a coming correction. The correct word here. All righty. The United States Postal Service has announced the purchase of 9,250 electric vehicles and 14,000 charging stations on Wednesday as the Biden administration continues efforts to phase internal combustion vehicles out of the federal fleet. We don't know where that electricity to charge those vehicles is going to come from. Probably an oil or coal-fired power plant. And... uh, Uh, Because the Postal Service is buying all of these, uh, I expect that the price of stamps is going to go up here. Meanwhile, speaking of electric vehicles, Rivian is an electric vehicle startup uh, that was uh, trying to compete with Tesla. They posted lower than expected fourth quarter revenue, leading to a share price drop of almost 17%. Now, over in Germany, their natural gas bill has doubled in 2022, despite import volumes falling. Okay, and, uh, you know, Germany paid as much as $79 billion for natural gas imports, more than double compared to the $37.8 billion it spent in 2021. And I'll bet the Germans are really missing that Nord Stream pipeline right about now. So, you know, danke, Joe Biden, danke. <clears throat> All right, now, oh, we're coming up here on a commercial break. And uh, when we come on back, we're going to have a little bit more news here uh, about the economy. So stay tuned, and we'll be back after these few words.
Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Tune in Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 Central, to the Alternative Media with your host, Farron. If you've not been listening, this is some of what you've been missing. 2,000 mules, like you like you like to say occasionally, Farron, in your face. They, they, they might have a, a set of lactating mammaries available that could provide milk for their adopted children. Listen, news media, all pulling off this gigantic fraud. Rhino, neocon, cucks. There's this wonderful thing that's called Vote With Your Feet. Move to California. I am a conspiracy factualist, and everyone else is a reality theorist. Hundreds, if not thousands, of ships came out of nowhere. Give me liberty or let's give you death. Any excuse to go in and kill yourself for this, this, this fraud of a government. This goes back a hundred years. When they come for your gold, give them a lead. And when they come for your guns, give them the bullets first. And God help us all. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. We will not go down in the night without a fight. You can burn up our mosques and our homes and our schools, but our spirit will never die. We will not And welcome back to our show here. We're talking about the economy and the CEO of Russia's state-owned energy conglomerate Gazprom, Alexei Miller, visited Iran on the 28th of February for a meeting with senior officials to discuss energy cooperation and a $40 billion investment agreement signed last year with the National Iranian Oil Company. 
And uh, basically, this is Russia and Iran uh, moving closer together. Iran is not on board with the uh, sanctions situation. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, the, the harder the U.S. Uh, pushes on, on the rest of the world, the more the world is turning away and, and forming uh, new associations and uh, associations. Okay. Um, now then, talking about um, the border and immigration. Uh, Republican lawmakers in the House Judiciary Committee have launched an investigation into the brutal rape and murder of a 20-year-old woman. Now, the perpetrator, the alleged perpetrator, is an MS-13 gang member who entered the country as an unaccompanied minor. In a letter addressed to the Secretary of Health and Human Services, Xavier Becerra, Representatives Jim Jordan of Ohio and Tom McClintock of California demanded information. And uh, uh, basically, they're talking about, uh, you know, uh, how they're just letting these uh, people in uh, and uh, not checking them out uh, to keep out the criminals. All right. Now, Attorney General Merrick Garland uh, is claiming that fentanyl was unleashed on purpose in the U.S. by the cartels. Well, I think he's trying to imply that it's an act of war, but, you know, obviously the cartels are going to send the fentanyl to where people are wanting to buy it, which is sadly, unfortunately, the United States of America. And, um, you know, Merrick Garland said that he really couldn't figure out a strategy uh, on how to deal with the poisoning of Americans through fentanyl. And uh, this sort of rung a bell here because, uh, you know, back during Prohibition, gangsters pretty much ran the government. Everybody was on the take. And uh, now, in this age of drug prohibition and wide open borders, cartels are running our current government, as illustrated by the scandal uh, regarding Katie Hobbs and the Sinaloa cartel. And uh, it's another reason uh, to close that border and solve all these problems at once. Now, at the uh, hearing, they, there was a testimony by Rebecca Kiesling. Uh, she's a mother uh, whose two sons, she lost two sons uh, to uh, fentanyl, I'm sorry, two children uh, uh, to fentanyl. And Joe Biden started laughing. And, you know, everybody's just, what, what is wrong with you? This is a tragedy. And it's just insane here. All right. <clears throat> uh, another probe, uh, uh, the alleged murder rape of a young autistic woman by another member of the MS-13 gang who was arrested in the U.S.-Mexico border as an unaccompanied minor. And... Uh, Jim Jordan asked uh, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas uh, to explain how a known gangbanger from the El Salvador was released uh, into the general population. we got to take a break for station identification. We're going to open the phone lines, 512-248-8252. We'll be right back.
My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee, it's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted, it's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.